Welcome to Everybody's Bad with Money. I'm AJ Schneider, founder and CEO of Beyond the Green Coaching, where we help people every single day heal their relationship with money. Join me multiple times per week where I bring you inspiring guests, solo episodes, and share tangible money and life tips you need to be your most confident, independent, and empowered self. Welcome back to Everybody's Bad With Money. I'm your host, AJ Schneider. And today we're going to talk about probably top five favorite topics when it comes to personal finance and probably in life in general is drum roll. I love a drum roll. Make it exciting. Make it big. Make it proud. Budgeting. I don't know. I'm just like a robot plugging in numbers. Beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm feeling super loopy, 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 loopy. Okay, let's talk about budgeting because I have noticed recently that when I talk to people about budgeting, they are talking about things that aren't budgeting. And I want to set the record straight because I think this will really help you and really help a lot of people get organized with their finances just by understanding what a budget means. A budget is broken into six parts. First part is your non-negotiables. Your non-negotiables are called fixed expenses. I call them non-negotiables because I've spoken to so many people who consider They're non-negotiable, just like a casual bill that they can't afford to pay. Your rent is not a casual bill you can't afford to pay. There are consequences if you cannot afford to pay your rent. So your income has to at least cover your non-negotiables. You have to be able to pay rent. You have to be able to pay your car payment. You have to be able to pay your cell phone bill. That is your non-negotiables. Your second part of your budget is your reoccurring monthly expenses. Now, these are high value items. This could be therapy. This could be Chewy subscriptions for your dog or cat. This could be Netflix. They're high values because you value having them. They're reoccurring. They happen every single month and they can cancel if you need to. You don't, maybe you decide to go to therapy twice a month instead of four times a month, whatever that looks like for you. But they're more variable because you can decide how much or how little you want of the fixed item. These two numbers together create your non-negotiables and reoccurring monthly expenses. And they're really important because that is the baseline of your budget. Your budget exists and starts there. Your third item in your budget is your lifestyle. This is your discretionary income. This is where you have the most flexibility in your budget. This is where you show your highest values. So you create categories based off of what you spend your money on. For example, you can have a clothing budget. You can have, I have a client with a French five budget. You can have a personal care or wellness, health, going out, alcohol, recreational drugs, you can have a category for every area of your life. What is important about this? And this is where we really dive into budgeting. So this is where at the top of every month, you go in and assess based off of your short, mid, and long-term goals and what's happening that month, how much you want to allocate into each category. So let's say, for example, in June, 
you really didn't have much going on. So your going out budget was $300. But let's say in August, you have a friend visiting or three friends visiting and you know you're going to go out more. So you're going to beef up instead of putting $300 in your going out budget, you're going to go ahead and put $600 in your going out budget. And you're going to do that at the beginning of the month and then you're going to track it every single week in the month to make sure you hit your goal. This is where the number one thing, one that I don't think people do, but two, that people literally are like, oh, at the end of the month, I checked in with my budget. It's like, no, that's not a budget. That's historical expenses. Historical expenses are what you spent and where you spent it. That's not a budget. A budget is you forecasting, making decisions for your future self and then following up with your future self. Okay, what's next? What comes next? Debt repayment. The famous debt repayment. Debt's scary. Debt's the worst. I hate debt. Awful, awful, awful. No, we create a strategic and sustainable debt repayment plan, which allows you to rationally and unemotionally pay off high interest debt within reason of your lifestyle, non-negotiables, and reoccurring monthly expenses. We have two more categories left. The next category is your saving strategy. Saving strategy includes short-term savings, which is things like saving for weddings, saving for a honeymoon, saving for a home you want to buy in two years, midterm savings, which is, you know, saving for a home you want to buy in five years, saving for a car, bigger purchases, bigger ticket items, and then long-term savings, emergency fund, retirement, all of that. So that is all included in your budget. They don't exist outside of your budget. They're all there, right? So we got your non-negotiables, reoccurring monthly expenses, lifestyle expenses, your debt repayment plan, your savings plan, and then the final, literally the most important part of your budget, your budget does not exist without this last piece, is your income, your post-tax income, what goes into your bank account every single month. Your budget does not exist without this information. Otherwise, all your budget is, is a bunch of hypotheticals, dream scenarios, fantastical fairy tale-ness land. It's not real. Those numbers have no value if they're not matched with your income. Because it's all great and dandy if you look at a budget and you're like, cool, I spend $2,700 on rent and $500 on going out. But if it has no value, if it has no income to match against it, then those are just useless numbers to know. So I'm going to say it one more time. We got our non-negotiables, reoccurring monthly expenses, lifestyle expenses, debt repayment plan, savings plan, and income. That is a budget. Anything else is not a budget. And I actually created a free dictionary of all of the financial words that you should know that will help you get organized and be using the words correctly that are going to help you become most successful financially. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's my feelings on that. Now I have my husband here who wants to step in. I'm actually going to scoot in. <laughs> You're going to scoot in? Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have any additional thoughts on what I said? So just so for context, if you're new to the podcast, my husband budgets and forecasts for a living. I, at least that's what he did when we first started dating. And he does much more high-level financial strategy for big companies by helping them manage and assess and analyze their financial systems. So I'm 
pretty reliant on him for a lot of financial literacy and support. He's always helping me step up my budget game. Uh, so I want to ask you, what do you think? And did I miss anything? No, I'd say I help, I help companies budget. So it's corporate budgeting as opposed to personal budgeting. That's fair. Some of the concepts are the same, but just explaining the difference there. Thank you for explaining the difference. Yeah, we're clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. No problem. So do you have any thoughts on what I said? What about what you said? <laughs> uh, so have you, do you notice that people use the word budget incorrectly? No. <laughs> I mean, I come from a very technical thinking about budgeting. Like budget is a year plan and forecast is the updating to that plan because that's how corporate budgeting works. Mm. How, I, th- I think when people just say budget, they mean plan. But most people aren't using their budget as plans. They're using it as historical data. Like I've had so many clients who are like, yeah, I've been doing this for years, but I never actually, I did it at the end of the month where I would look and see where I spent. They're not actually making plans on how to spend. That makes sense. Why? Because you're looking to see how you did. You want the results as opposed to being proactive and creating the plan. So when you learned about budgeting and learned how it's like a 12-month fiscal year kind of thing, how did you incorporate that into your personal life when you were like young in your early 20s? I don't think I did. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I don't think I did. What'd you do? I mean, I probably did similar to what you said where I knew how much money I was making because I worked for, I, I was on salary. So I had a very consistent income. And then I had an idea of what I was spending. And I just made sure that I spent less than I made. Yeah, I think that's the key piece. I think the biggest thing that people miss in their budget is matching their expenses to their income. I think that's like the missing piece. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, that's how you figure out savings. That's how you figure out savings and debt repayment. Yep. Yeah, totally. And that's how you figure out if you're, however you're earning money, if that supports your lifestyle. Right. Do you have any advice for new budgeters? Um, Be as organized as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Says my Capricorn son, Virgo rising husband. We all know what that means. My audience knows. What, <laughs> my audience knows what that means. I would assume so. <laughs> um, no, you want to be organized. You want to be consistent. I mean, consistency yeah. obviously makes habits and routines. But um, essentially, what you're going to do is, as you continue budgeting month after month after month, and turns into years, you want to compare that data from where you are now to where you were, and. The more you change things and the less trail you have on what you changed, the harder it is to make those comparisons. Ooh, I love that so much. And I was actually having this conversation with our good friend today about the more data you have, the better. Like I have my budgets since 2017. I can see my progress and the transitions and when we got married and when things changed and like it's very cool. And I just have so much data to to assess and analyze and see my progress. But you don't want to have too much data and have analysis paralysis. Or you don't want to create a system where you're so in the details that it takes you forever to do it. There's I, a balance on being flexible and fast 
and being detailed enough to make decisions. Yeah. So you said get organized as your first one. Consistency, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. When but, I say get organized, what does yeah. that mean in your head? Um, <laughs> uh, as like a new, like as your wife or someone who I'm listening to this and I don't know who you no, are. The context of your question. As a new budgeter. Yeah. As a new budgeter, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by get organized. It means creating a spreadsheet that you can use month in, month out. That you're putting, that you know where you're putting the numbers, and you can consistently do that. That's so, what I mean in my head. Cool. So what you mean by getting organized is having a place where all of your stuff, your all of your financials live. Yep. Cool. I it's love also that. Knowing, I mean, simply knowing the passwords to your accounts, knowing what your account, what accounts you have, mm. knowing how your statements work, and when to pull the data. Pulling it around the same time so you can get a full month outlook. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, so all those things. So having a place, let's just break it down. Having a place where you organize all your stuff. One. Two, knowing all your accounts. That's huge. And then hypothetically doing this work on the same, like around the same time every month. Yep. Cool. Consistency. I love it. Consistency and organization. All right, honey, I think we should call it a night. Thank you so much for popping in. More tips in the future. More tips in the future. I loved having you. If I'm invited again, I'll do more poppins. Let us know what you think. Please uh, send us an email at hello at Beyond the Green Coaching and let me know if I should invite my husband to come back on. He's very cute. Uh, if you didn't like it, don't tell us. And uh, and please. Well, you can tell AJ if you didn't like it. She doesn't have to tell me, even though she will. <laughs> I just mean I want to know that. <laughs> please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference, and we really appreciate it. Have a wonderful night and happy budgeting. Happy budgeting. <laughs>